This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another edition of Ali La Rouge. I'm your host, Peter Hooten, with regular guests John Nicholson, Keith Corbin, and Steve Monaghan. So, after tremendous victories in London against Spurs and West Ham, it all came tumbling down against Brighton the other night. What's gone wrong? We've been unbeaten in 68 home games, stretching nearly four years, and then two straight defeats. I mean, we, we thought we'd turn the corner. We, we were all thinking the red, Reds are coming up the hill. The song was going to get uh, revamped. Uh, but it's all gone terribly wrong, isn't it, Keith? What happened? What's happened? Um, the other night against Brighton, I just think we... We ran out of steam, you know. We didn't seem to, we couldn't get going and, and couldn't sustain any energy across the pitch, you know. So, the lads and we're today, you know, would you say that again? To being you know, Milner's 35 years of age, you know, he's fit as a fiddle. You got Thiago, who's is he 29, is he? I think yeah. Ronaldo's 30. Now, they played the last three games together, haven't they? And you know, whether it's one game too many for them, but I don't know because Brighton the other night looked stronger than us in midfield, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's you got to remember three right. games in six days, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, so you know whether whether that had a burden on it because you know as as much as they are fit, you know, they're playing against younger men, aren't they? You probably got a bit more stamina. I don't know. That's John, the only explanation I can give it. Really, John, they were you know um, they looked lethargic, didn't they? There was no energy in the team. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at Brighton, Brighton hadn't conceded in the three previous games. And have been playing quite well, you know. So was it that much of a surprise, or that Salah chance goes in in the first couple of minutes? It's a different game, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> just to point on Brighton, I've watched Brighton a few times this season, and I've often thought they are much, much better than their position suggests. You know, you've been really yeah. unlucky in some games, um, and you can play decent stuff, Brighton. But yeah, they, they certainly they looked. A lot fresher than us. Um, as Keith was saying there, uh, you know, we haven't got a lot of choice in midfield at the moment because the midfield's effectively without Henderson because of the injury situation at the back. Um, it's without Fabino because he's injured, but if he wasn't, he might have been in at the back anyway. Yeah. Um, and the same guys are playing, you know, Thiago, Ronaldo, um, and Milner recently, he's just come back from injury. And, um, I think it was just probably a game too much for us in a short space. Now, now I know that Brighton's had three in a week as well, and they had a hard game against Tottenham on Sunday night. Yeah. But it's worked really hard. But um, I think the bottom line for us, I think just, you know, the unprecedented injury situation that sits us um, central, uh, you know, uh, center halves like, uh, has just caught up with us. It's the cause of all of these problems, I think. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, it, Salah misses that chance, you know, but if that had been maybe 10 minutes into the game, he might put it away. It was a barely early chance. But, Mono, did you did you think, oh, it'll come? Because, you know, we were patient against Tottenham and West Ham, weren't we? Uh, and we were much better in the second half. Are you thinking... Okay, the second half will come. He'll change it a little bit, and then we'll, you know, we'll we'll come out and we'll the energy levels will be up because every, I, I thought, every, we've I seen thought, that I, game so many times, haven't we? I thought right away, Pete, um, 
before the game, I even said, you know, in our house, watching the game, uh, we've got to get this early goal, this first goal. Otherwise, it can end up a West Brom situation again or a Burnley. You know, yeah. and there's there's two home games that you know. Obviously, uh, we lost one, then we drew one, but then it, it could have pieced out into like the Southampton away or Newcastle away. I thought it was imperative to score the early goal and then draw them out, and they would have had to come out a bit more. Like it was yeah. City early, earlier on in, in the, the evening, and they got the early goal. Barely come out for a bit and had a go with them, but then yeah. obviously because they come out, City just got them again on the break. There, I think it was two 0 just up shop then, and that was it. Was game over then? That's what we need, and that's what we needed to do. Salah, yeah, with that chance once again. You know, you know, we've had it with Rigi doing against Burnley. Scores that. We we all say it's a different game. This could have been the same, but Brighton with a different different football team to Burnley. You know, as John just alluded there, I, I, I we, we I've said it all along. You know, we and John we speak about Brighton. They're a great footballing team, and yeah, they have yeah. been unlucky with with the, the results. We are the champions, we are Liverpool, you know, but the last four, three to four years where we've been, you know, unstoppable, this um, team of ours, we have just hit the buffers because of, obviously, the uh, the injuries that we've got. Mm. Um, I think a, a lot of tiredness is kicking in, you know, I'm, I'm, as we all say, you know, it's, not, it's no excuse, really. Well, it is the excuse, but because every other team's got the same as us, more or less, but not to the extent of our injuries to our top players. You know, um, what has it used this season up to now? 26 players, I think, is it? Is it? Yeah, Something yeah, like that. Right and, yeah. and, you know, in the past, we've used, you know, well less than that. And we've always said we've, we've got a great 12, 13, 14 players. But now we're, we're, into, we're into the category of, uh, you know, hmm. yeah. you know uh, of, of the squad, the, the depth of the squad that we haven't yeah. got. Like yeah. a Man City where they've got a like for like, you know, so... And we keep reiterating on, on City all the time. And I think they will show now, City, because of their, because of their squad, there's three games a week and it's taking its toll on us, unfortunately, yeah. Keith, do you think that's a different game uh, against Brighton if the, if, the, if the crowd are there? Do you think it's a different well, game? Yeah, you know, again, so on to me mates and work and lads and work. I, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I just can't... I couldn't take to this, this style of day, this style of football watching without the crowds at the beginning and I just can't take to it it's just it's, it's mind-numbing to me and I feel I do feel sorry for the players I'm, you know every club's in the same position but um, yeah with, with the crowd there I definitely think that would, would give us the lift that we need when we are a little bit you know lethargic and a bit tired the players get a lift from the, from the crowd they say that themselves you know I, I, again I've probably said it before I've played football and have you, you you get a bit of an adrenaline rush you now the players must get that tenfold in the crowd there and it gives them that extra yard to, to run. But now, the, yeah. I think they'd be getting it. You know, they've got to motivate themselves, which is right. But the crowd's there to motivate them as well. And I really feel John, John, do you think the very fact that, you know, OK, Matip's out injured as well now, but do you think, um, looking at the situation in the central defending area, do you think that on the 1st of January, when the window opens, we should have been right in for the for the centre-backs? Do you think it was like a bit, bit negligent there, or you know they were almost forced to get the players in right on the end, weren't they? Yeah, but I think I think that what's pushed them was Matip's injury because yeah. I wonder if Matip hadn't got injured with the severity of the injury that he got, he might not have done anything. Mm. Maybe Klopp was thinking, I'll just get on with it. Um, 
with Davino Anderson and, and Matter fall back on Phillips and Williams when they have to. And maybe at some point, possibly, they were also thinking there might be a return from Van Dyke before the end of the season. Well, they've still put him in the Champions League squad, so despite what Klopp says, maybe the, there is a slight possibility. But I think um, wherever that injury came from to Matip, that's put him out for the season, that none of us seen because we didn't see anything in the game that suggested um, he, had, he had an injury when he went off at half-time at Tottenham. But I think that's what's pushed him to go and get those two players on, on Monday, Sunday, Monday. I thought he might not have done it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But don't you think as champions model that, you know, FSGs, I mean, I know we're going through the pandemic and everyone's saying constraints on pair strings and that, but if you want to retain uh, the championship, you've got to, you know, it was as soon as Van Dyke and Gomez are out, you've got to strengthen them here because even saying that, we know Matip's injury prone. Uh, we wanted Fabinho out of the back four. We want Henderson out of the back four. So even if Matip did stay fit, you'd have to be having um, players who really, you know, on reflection, aren't really up to it at the moment, are they? Well, we said that when um, Van Dijk and Gomez got injured. You know, I think once we knew it was long term, I think the goal was in the next window to go and get bring someone in, not just one, possibly you know two, yeah. uh, because we knew we knew Matip. Is only never mind a match away. He's a training session away from getting into. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we, you know, it's not having a go with the lad. Like it's just, it's just you know, it's fact, isn't it? And we, we all we all knew the time. You know, once once to come in. You know, in January, I thought we all thought it's imperative to bring someone in because once we start seeing all, I think obviously the the demise of our football maybe maybe our own. You know, we had we had a few bad results away, obviously as well. Is it's the mixing up of our midfield. It was imperative, and our attack as well. You know, the playing in defence. You know, mm. um, you know. So for me, it, it was it was a given. Now, obviously, we've seen other you know major football teams like Barcelona recently in the news and Arsenal. You know, they're in debt or and the borrowing money. That's just a tip of the iceberg. I think for all the top clubs, you know, yeah. in, in I don't I don't mean just top club. I mean every club probably. In, in football, you know, in probably in sport, whatever sports, there's, you know, there's the money's not coming in anymore. And that's not, that's not, I'm not saying like, I'm not sticking up for FSC one, one iota, but I, I, I think they should have went in for someone. Surely there's money somewhere there to invest again because by not investing, it could cost us the league and yeah. possibly maybe it'd be looking like that now. So yeah. for me, it would have been great if they could have come up with something. But, mm-hmm. As John said, we've only got in the market because Massive got into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Klopp was uh, being all quiet over over the last few months about it. Really, you know, he's he straight battered the questions away, but only in the last like was it ten days or so where he talked about it, and he said, you know, uh, soon soon as Van Dyke got injured, I knew I needed a, a, yeah, yeah. a replacement. So yeah. well, we never ways. got a re- we never got a replacement for Lovren either, did we? You know, so no, no. It, it, so it, it was yeah. it compounds it there, doesn't it, Keith? In terms of uh, the league, do you think that's you know you know a lot of people Robertson? I think obviously Klopp and Robertson are trying to take the pressure off the rest of the team, saying that's it now. City are seven points clear with a game in hand. Um, that's it. You know we're we're fighting for top four now. Do you think that's psychological, or do you think? In your heart of hearts, it's over. Um, 
you never like to think that anything's over with Liverpool because they're capable of doing anything as we've seen in the past. Um, you know, if we went on game against City with four points behind them, they got a game in hand, so it can all turn on the game, can't it? It's, you just think that City are, are a lot more consistent than anyone at the moment, which is being borne out by the league position and how far ahead they are. Well, Liverpool, you know, are capable of stringing the results together. But at the moment, it's just they've just left, lacked a bit of an edge at the moment, haven't they? We thought we had it last week, like in the two games against London, in London. But well, the, the games against West Ham and Tottenham, we were absolutely superb. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. I mean, you know, it was it was fantastic stuff. And you know, obviously, everyone was thinking, well, oh, these are going to be really difficult games. And we blew Tottenham and West Ham away in the end, didn't we? So, John, do you think? I mean, what in your heart of hearts, what do you think? Do you think we can mount a campaign? Um, so um, we can, if we, we beat, yeah, we City, do you think we can beat City? No, I, I think to, to answer in two ways. Really, we certainly could um, mount, mount a run that sees us win most games between now and the end of the season. But I think realistically, looking at City recently. Um, I don't see them losing many. Um, I think if we've done all the crowd before, there's no doubt about it. Liverpool, perhaps more than any other club, has massively missed having the fans in the ground. Yeah. Um, I think we'd have made a difference on quite a few of those games. And I'd even say if we had a crowd on Sunday, we'd beat Man City. Yeah. We had a fun out there Sunday, we'd beat them. Whether we will in an empty stadium. I don't know. It's a different matter. Well, City. Yeah. I mean, if you look at City, obviously, it's 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 the type of game which, after the, the setback against Brighton, it's the type of game you want, really, isn't it? Because the top team, they let you play football. And in the past few years, you know, Klopp's had a bit of a, a sign over Guardiola, hasn't he? But if you look at City, you've only conceded one goal in the last nine, nine games, and that was to Chelsea away, I think. And in the last six games, they haven't conceded. So they're due to concede a goal, aren't they, at least? You know. I'm ready to score one. So. Yeah. I mean, Mono, are you confident that we could... He's not ruled Mane out, so Mane could be back. So we could have, um, you know, Firmino, Mane and Salah back, you know, as the, uh, as the attack. Well, hopefully Alisson in goal as well, you know, whatever, whatever happens to him. Uh... Well, I mean, going on the rumours on Twitter, <laughs> I mean, he'd clashed heads with Kelleher. He'd, uh, he'd, he'd, uh, he'd been baptised again and he, <laughs> he swallowed some dirty water that gave an upset stomach. So that, that's a classic, that one, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, amen to that one. Um, <laughs> listen, you know, if we can play like we did against um, West Ham and Tottenham last week, we can, we can beat anyone. We, we know we can turn it on. and It's a massive game and I'm surely... They will be up for it, no matter who plays. Um, I, I'm always, you know, when I say in confidence, I was confident that we could be Brighton. But then, I, as I said earlier on, I did say we've got to get this early goal because it's yeah. because it's the park and the bus job again. And, and we seem to be struggling this year, obviously, with, with all for all the factors that's involved with it. But City's a different different um, ball game on Sunday. You know, they come out, they'll play. I think it'll be end to end again yeah. with them. Do you know what I mean? Or could it be like a stalemate, like what Guardiola done during the year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long time since our last game at Anfield when it was the Fabinho goal, the 3 yeah. 1. 
and he scored that pile driver yeah. to put us ahead. That seems a long time ago, mm -hmm. doesn't it? But it was in November 2019, I think. Yeah. So, Keith, I mean... To me, this game on, on Sunday will be about City as much as us because it's a, it's a chance for them to beat us, which they haven't done for a while in Anfield anyway. And there's no crowd there, as we spoke about. Um, so that's a big bonus for them. And they, they win, they go 10 points clear of us. But I've spoke to a few lads in work who have seen ticket holders the city. And every morning to a man, I said they'd take a point. So it's all about the mindset of Guardiola to a degree as well. If he sets them up to just take the point, they'll get the point. Yeah. I think if they come out and play, we'll beat them. I do. If we get yeah. our full sentence on the side, I think we'll beat them. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive game, isn't it? It's an absolutely massive game. And um, John, in terms of, do you think the tack, do you think Guardiola will be fairly cagey, bit of a game of chess, or do you think he will think, right, Liverpool have a weakened? Uh, I'll go for this. Yeah, I, I think, given what I mentioned already, no crowd, and given the, the uncertainty that we've had recently and the results that we've had and a bit of a lack of confidence and energy and the, the people, the key people we've got missing, I think they will go for it because there's nothing they would like better than to beat us. Out of all the matches this season, which team they want to beat, there's no doubt they want to beat us. Um, and I think whereas Guardiola has, you know, been a bit cagey um, when he's played us previously, because um, because we've beaten them well enough times, I think this time he'll be different and he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll be positive. The match at the Etihad in November, it was pretty close, even game, wasn't it? Great, great game, but you know, it was one all, wasn't it? I think. And um, yeah, so we didn't we? But, Mono, yeah, do you think, a different place now, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. Do you think Mono? Do you think he'll um, maybe throw one of the centre backs in, or even both of them, after he's had a look at them in training? Or I don't think he'll be a pot, uh, both of them in. Um, obviously, if Fabinho's back, he, he will drop back there. Whether with Edison or Phillips, who's, who's done okay, hasn't he? You know, to an yeah. extent. You know, um, he's a bit confident now. You know, he's had a few games uh, to put. Put Davis in. Listen to great reports about Davis. You know, through seeing his manager today, talking. You know, his ex-manager talking about him, and uh, and all other you know former players of, of Preston. So he, he's he's come he's come to Liverpool with um, good reviews. You know, um, whether he's ready to put in now, you know, who knows? Like, but uh, he's supposed to be a cultured <laughs> centre back, as they say. Um, but City will be, you know. When they start, you know, we've seen it tonight. When he start playing, you know, will he be ready for City? You know, I don't know. Um, but it's a tough one. You know, it's, it's you know, he's same age as Phillips, isn't he? I think so. You know, and Phillips is only, you know, he's only been playing um, reserve football, uh, whereas you know, Davis been playing, you know, in the Championship, which is rough and ready. So maybe if he does come in, you know, he he, he might be ready. You know, but. Uh, it's a such a massive gain to put him in Man City. You know, it's yeah. more or less that uh, I wouldn't say title decider, like, but it could go. You know, as Keith just said there, you know, they could either go ten points ahead or we we claim three back on them. Um, so it's a massive gain to you know to maybe put him under pressure, um, and that that could be Klopp's thinking. But he could go the other way and think, listen, this is your game. Let's get in there and you know go go play your football the way you do. It's um, now or never, and get. 
Austria, you know, yeah. Henderson and Fabinho back into... So that's what I was going to say. So the next minute they're back in midfield with Thiago or, you know, um, Wijnaldum or whoever, you know, whatever yeah. the, the three could be. So all of a sudden, we, we've got a good team again there. You know, yeah. a great team. You know, it's, let, let's, let's hope. And like, by, by attacking, you know, the way we do, the way, the way in our, you know, the way we... We, we we go at go at uh, the opposition teams like we did at City. Sorry, at Tottenham and uh, West Ham last week. It just shows you, you know, we, we can put them under pressure. And you know, it, it, City will have, will have uh, obviously times in a game where you know they they'll have a lot of the ball going at us. But with a strong midfield, I think we could cope better. With, you know, and only by having a strong midfield is bringing some of the. Uh, Midfielders also did the defence and put them back into midfield. Yeah, Keith, just, just, <clears throat> excuse me, just on these. Obviously, this Davis has been brought in. Not so much the left from Schalke, but Davis. We got big games coming up, anyway. We play at Leicester and Everton soon. So he's been brought in to do a job. He's not going to sit. Surely, he's not going to sit on the bench for the rest of the season. So what's the point of bringing him in? So as soon as he gets himself into the team and starts integrating with the team, the better. So you know, City's a big game. So's Everton. So's Leicester. So he's got to start somewhere, hasn't he? Now, what what great lift it give everybody and himself included if he's including the team that beat City. So you can flip it on the set. It's a massive yeah. everybody. So, so do you think maybe one of them should have played against uh, Brighton then maybe? Or... So maybe it might be a bit too early. Give me a chance it would to be a bit quick for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, no. He's training all week with the team now, won't he? Mm. So we've been um, training all week with the, with the team. So he's, he's, he's ready for the weekend, isn't he? You know what I mean? So it's pointless bringing him in if he's going to put him on the bench. Yeah, I'm not playing. What's the point of bringing him? Yeah, John. In terms of, um, do you think this is the title decider, or do you think that's going a bit too far? Um, it Are might we... decide our influence on it. Yeah, you know, and title decider. Well, yeah, I think Man City's probably going to win it anyway. I can't see Man United staying stay with them. To, to be honest. Um, well, VAR permitting, they might stay with them. Um, you know. Uh, but if we don't win it, well, then it's decidedly sad for them now. For us, it's very, very difficult, isn't it? Because of what you've then got to do, but you'd also need, you, we would need City to lose three games or whatever, or four even. So yeah. in that if we get beat, it's probably decides our fate. And, in this year's panel. Yeah. I mean, he's, with the central defenders coming in, are you pretty confident we'll get, if we're not challenging for the title, we will get this in the top four? That's that's imperative, isn't it? You know? Well, it is. And um, basically, all the, the games are stacked up for us now. I know we've got the European game in amongst them, but not only City, like well, Leicester away and Everton, who are both pushing for the top four place. Um, they're now imperative results as well, as well as whatever happened yeah. with City, we've got to win them too as well. Yeah, yeah, Mono and City. I mean, you know, we always like to be optimistic, and we after Tottenham, West Ham, we're thinking that's it. We'll get nine points out of nine. We're back in it. Is it just one of those situations where it's just all caught up with us? But if we do, if we do get the results against City, it is back on. Yeah, but we, we said it last week. You know, it's a uh... How important for the rest of the season these two games are in London, you know, for the title. And, and we went and beat them, you know, yeah. we won the two games. And then now 
the next game, Brighton, let's kick on. So nine, nine points out of nine, then we play City at home. And the ball was, you know, they'd be thinking, here they are again now, the juggernaut's back. You know, so, listen, I'm not giving up yet. You know, it's not over. You know, we can we, we can beat City on Sunday if we're all, if we're all on, on, on a song on a day. We, we can beat City. Four points behind. You've got the game in hand. You've got to go win that game in hand. It's, you know, it's it's never points on the board until you get it. Yeah. Um, so, I, I wouldn't give up, no. It's... This team, you know, of ours, you know, for the last three to four years, they've been absolutely amazing, you know. Um, but we've been fortunate, we've, we haven't had many injuries, have we? Oh. And this has really, really knocked us back, you know, uh, sideways, these injuries. But for me, beat City on Sunday, and it's not over. That's yeah. all we can say. And you, oh, yeah. obviously, last, you know, last day we got the Germany uh, game, uh, that goes ahead. Um, and then we got... Uh, Sheffield United at the end of all that, haven't we? After Leicester and Everton, you know, away, yeah. which is it's a tough month this month of uh, games. But, mm. you know, let's hope that they're up for the challenge. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. In terms of, um, you talking about the German game, you know, we got news in the week that, you know, we can't play it in Germany. So there's got to be a, a neutral venue. Um, and that's, you know, Leipzig have got to find that. I don't think they can swap it to Anfield for the first leg. I don't think that can be done. So it's either going to be a neutral venue or, or you know, so it's that's going to be difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, with all the clampdowns on travel and uh, people going into quarantine and that, you know, it's, it's hard to see how that game's going to go ahead, isn't it? Keith, I mean... Um, yeah, you know, it's... You know, Germany have obviously chose to do what they've done as, as, as a country to, to, to limit the spread of it. You know, whether we should do that, you know, that's another story altogether in other countries, but that's the rules. So, what I can't really understand, and someone could probably put me right, is that, okay, we can't go in there because they won't let elite athletes in there anyway, no, no matter who they are. So, they're letting their own uh, people come out the country to go and play Liverpool and go back. So, I don't know whether that's, I don't know how that works out, to be totally honest with you. Um, but I don't, I don't know what UEFA are going to do about that. I heard somewhere along the line we might be getting a three-nil walkover if they can't find the venue or we can't play it. Maybe that's just a rumor again. I don't know. John, do you think? Do you think it's on, it's on the on the club, the home club? It's 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 on them to find a suitable venue. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we hope that you know it's going to be somewhere. I don't know, Dublin or somewhere, and not. Kiev, yeah, because it's in between Leicester and Everton for us. And well, I think that all you have to say is, um, you'd have to try and find a ground that is within the sort of UEFA's um remit, if you like, you know, the, the rules yeah. and regulations mm-hmm. you know, for standard of ground and what have you, yeah. so they can effectively go wherever they want to go. I don't think there's any, any limits on it, just hope um, it's closer to all. I know. Jamie's not too far from travelling anyway, but... Uh, Do you think it's all... a case of it, you know, should it be going ahead, then, European competitions, if there's... Well, you have to, you have to these... question the whole thing, don't you, that situation, and the fact they're still driving on with this... Um, whether they should be playing any of them, I, I, I don't know, given all that's going on. Mm. Mono, are you confident the game will go ahead? Uh, I don't know. Listen to the report, but when I first seen it a few days ago, 
And I just thought, oh, that's internet sort, paper sort, yeah. whatever it was. But it's come to fruition now that it's it's genuine, you know. Um, as Keith said, you know, if if other people from other countries can't go into Germany, how come, how come they can come out and go back in? Mm. It doesn't work, does it? You know, it, and oh. even though you, you are an elite sportsman, the, the, they're not having it to Germans. It's, 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 a, it's a rule for everyone. No one's coming in. The border's mm. closed. So... For me, and then if you get the 3-0 win, as he said, and then they've got to come to Liverpool, you know. But I'll, I'll, there again, how can they, if they can, yeah. can they leave the country? But then if you get the whole game given to us, doesn't it devalue the competition then? Because yeah, it, it could yeah. happen in the next round. So all the German teams are going to fold now because of it. Bayern Munich, for example, you know, you know the European Cup holders. Things are changing all the time, aren't they? Because obviously yeah, but, with the new variants and that and the new mutations... Things will change, and they will inevitably change. And obviously, uh, the UK um, seem to be on on the top of vaccinations, don't they? Through the NHS, the brilliant work the NHS are doing. But other countries aren't, you know. So that might might affect things, might not, you know? The problem with the problem with all this competition that we're all involved in, whether it's in England, Spain, France, whatever, <coughs> it all revolves around the money, doesn't it? They're all playing because they're all signing contracts to play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cost them, you know, it probably every club would go broke, broke if they didn't do it. Yeah. The same thing with international football. At all. I just can't for, for the life of me understand how the long players, our players as well, Brazilians and whatever, going all around the world to play basically exhibition football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's absolute madness. But mm. these countries, you know, fair play to Germany. You know, some people criticise might think it's the right thing to do. Personally, you know, we're talking about football here, obviously, but on a personal point of view, I think it's the right thing to do. It should have happened yeah. a long time ago. But... Yeah. I think international football, international and just domestic international football, should have been cancelled this season. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Uh, going on to uh, the next subject, which is VAR, uh, because uh, <laughs> uh, John Nicol, have you got your little black book there? Yeah, John's just changed um, into a The spirits of Shankly, the spirits of Shankly have been invited. Uh, so the uh, ex-referee Mike Riley, who is now the general manager of the Professional Game Match Officials Limited Group, are having a special event um, on Tuesday the 16th of February. And it's going to be a Zoom 60 to 90 minutes meeting. And Mike will give a presentation related specifically to VAR issues, which will cover subjects such as procedures, processes of decision-making, interpretation and effectiveness following the presentation mike is happy to take questions from fans on the zoom call so john are you are you you're going to sign up to that can i can i put me in for that one so uh, it will be this is um the football supporters association the fsa i think who's who's organizing it um so they've invited someone from spiritus shankly to um to take part, so yeah, so thankfully will definitely be represented, and I think we're, we're we're trying to put something together on the um the website now, and perhaps a poll on Twitter or something to try and canvas opinion really, even though I think we all probably say the same, much the same thing, what people's real views are on VAR and and try and get that across to them because, you know, so many football fans now. Um, and it's not just Liverpool fans, it's football fans of every, every club. And 
if there wasn't so much tribalism and sort of hatred really of each other that football fans have in this country, if we all got together, we'd probably be able to, to be do something about it. But it's everyone this week, you know, they are sending off the Arsenal lad and Southampton and the goal that Salah scores at Tottenham, which yeah, everyone yeah, forgets yeah. because we won. But the reasoning for what they gave, you know, in that instance that Firmino moved his hand towards the ball, well, he did. But he's getting pulled all over the place by the defender. Yeah. But there's a reason that he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact there's then two or three phases of play before they score. And apparently, it said, if there's a handball, but it's two or three phases of play before the goal, it doesn't matter. So well, Mike, Mike Riley's going to clarify this. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, you don't bet you would. You know, you think of those other decisions where um, uh, Fabino was tackled against Sheffield United, which VAR said, oh, yeah, it's on the line. And people said, well, was it a foul? And they said, well, we weren't looking whether it was a foul. We just yeah, told you yeah. where it happened. Yeah. And it was a similar thing with Van Dyke's injury. They said, we weren't looking at Bickford's challenge. We were looking at whether he was offside or not. So they're working yeah. the head to how they want to manipulate why they've done something, because that's all they do, in my opinion. To, to for all our listeners around the world, working the head is a great scout expression. <laughs> <laughs> Making it up as you go along. Making it up as you go along, yeah. yeah. What I mean is, well, whatever they need to do to justify either the ref on the field or the ref in the studio, they're coming out with this all the time, like the Man City offside goal against Villa, which they explained was perfectly legal, but then came out a few days later and said, but it won't happen again. Yeah, we yeah were they, were wrong. they were admitting they were wrong, really, weren't they? But they, yeah. but they didn't actually say they were wrong, no, did they? No, 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 because they are God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to look forward, I look forward to the John's report to it. The, the, about the life of Riley. <laughs> well, well, I still remember Mike Riley standing in front of the Stratford end when he, when United were getting beat 0 by Newcastle and Ferguson comes out at half-time. I won't say what he said because, you know, the kids listen, but he tells them off. He Mike tells them off about 56,000 people at Old Trafford. Yeah. The game turns on its head and Man United win it 3-2. Yeah. Keith, do you think That's this... Mike Think this consultation is um, there's any point to it, or do you think it's just because they're a bit up, they're under pressure, and um, it's, a of, uh, it's a PR exercise? You know me, I'm I'm not, I'm not a cynical person, but um, <laughs> <laughs> only time will tell on that, won't it? You know, me personally, I think it's a, it's a box ticking exercise in respect of they're just coming in. The FSA do some great stuff, you know that, but sometimes they. They're, they're not, I wouldn't say culpable, but sometimes you like to run with the devil and, the, and whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'd like to think that something positive will come out of it. But the only thing that positive should come out of it that it should get scrapped, and that's not going to happen because it's ruining football. Yeah, and the story, you know, the only the only thing is, is that it's only happening in the Premiership at the moment, two degrees, and there's nowhere else having the VAR because you can't afford it. So the Premier League have got a choice to make in respect, and, and all the big leagues across the world. Do they want their products, so as they call it, absolutely ruined and decimated by a system that no one wants? Yeah, it's only for television, isn't it? It's yeah. just a complete television. Yeah, Mono. In terms of, if you were to say VR, would it be clarification of the the handball rule? 
you know, for penalties and handball anywhere on the pitch, leading to a goal or the offside. I mean, which one are they the two main ones? Would you say? I mean, we're all happy with goal line technology, aren't we? Yeah, I'm going to, I was going to mention that. I'll be honest with you, because you know how many times we see the, the a goal. You know, was a ball was behind the goal and and it was never given. So that technology you got when right away across the line, great. You know, offsides now they they're given in centimeters, which is that's too much, isn't it? You know, whatever happens to uh, the the attacker if he's level, he's onside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think you should stick with that one. Mm. Never mind, or you know, you know, they've got about uh, fifteen lines now that they're going through all the time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, the, the thinness, the thickness of it all. Um, the handball, it's getting moved every every six weeks about it. Two yeah. months, isn't it? Different rules. You know, uh, the one at Gomez in Man City. You know, we we all knew it wasn't a pen, but all of a sudden now you can you can have your arm in the air. It's not a pen no more. Yeah. yeah. It, it's you know you really don't know where you are with it. Most of the time. I think that's the same with the players. Don't know where they are. Do yeah, they? yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, the players are saying we're confused. We just want clarification and consistency. Keith, but a lot of the times you don't even celebrate now, do you? When there's a goal, you just you sit back for thirty seconds, forty-five seconds. Yeah. So yeah. your bar's going to disallow it. Yeah. You know, Keith, the players don't know what's going on at the best of times. But going back to what you said before, what John said about the offside and what have you. They manipulate that system in the studio to suit their agenda. Now, they're not going to come out and say that, but and every football fan of, of every football club that it affects will say that their club, they've got it in for their club, and Liverpool fans are no different than anybody else. But you can't, when you see things like that on the television and they're moving things just to justify what they've done, there's no other option that you can come to. Why would you keep doing that? Foot things. And then, you know, the other week, and again, this is, you know, we're all cynical. Liverpool had games where we were getting hammered. Things were happening and they weren't even looking at it. We yeah, and the week before they were dissecting everything to the last to the death. Then the next week they're doing nothing. So no one knows what's coming to go. It's like that. It's like that one where Louise got sent off against Wolves, where he didn't make an attempt to to take to, to tackle him. So he gets sent off. So now you can go in and side someone down as long as you're going for the ball. You're all right. It's madness. It, mm. it's, it's no, there's no joined up approach now with this refereeing. It's absolutely making it up as you go along. John. John, uh, for for uh, Sunday's game, have you been studying who's uh, who's going to be officiating? Don't tell me, John. Oh yeah, it's um, Mike Elsie. <laughs> Michael Oliver. It's Riley, it is. It's Michael Oliver. Yeah. And the VAR is Paul um, Tierney. Paul Tierney. Yeah. So, what are your opinions on them? <laughs> we had him the other week, didn't we? Was it at Southampton? Paul? Oh no, that was Marano, wasn't it? Um, yeah. We have Paul Tierney at Newcastle, I think. Michael Oliver's not too bad, is he? I don't think. Michael Oliver hasn't been too too bad. But he done the derby match, didn't he? Yeah. And he yeah. allegedly said if the Liverpool players had have asked for a red card on Pickford, he would have looked at it, but no one said anything, so we didn't look at it. Yeah. I'm sure that was Oliver in that game. Mm. Well, I got yeah. into a bit of a row on Twitter a few weeks ago when... Um... Fabinho tackled or allegedly tackled Cavani and he got the free kick that Fernandez scored from. And United fans were saying, you know, it was it was blatant, you know, it was a foul all day. And I, I just said he bought it really. And the reason I said that is because if you look around, nobody appeals for a foul. No United fan. Fernandez is a couple of yards behind Cavani and he doesn't appeal for the foul. It was to the referee. 
So it's the same way Oliver was saying, if Liverpool players had appealed for uh, against Pickford, you, 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 can, you can see it. Man United players weren't appealing for that. They weren't well, appealing. Peter, where, where was VAR then, then? In the year, you know, of them, you know, saying, I think you've got to go and look at this I now. I don't know, because, they did, because it was the BBC. They don't use it. They didn't have all the... They only had front and back angle, from what I could don't, see. You don't, don't, they, they don't use VAR in the FA Cup, do they? No, in the league, I mean, we're on the balls. No, we've played Everton. No, we're going when we played Everton, you know. Oh, sorry. You know, when uh, the Van Dyke one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Going back to, like, what you said there, if if they would have complained about the red card, he would have done something about it. But, you know, yeah. isn't he getting sold in his ear? So strange. Hopefully, it's John will have some, um, some, some answers for us in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Well, you have to think so. I mean, I think it's a good thing that the FSA is doing. But whether it's just like a box second exercise or not, we won't know. But I think SOS are going to canvas opinion off fans anyway and try and get a, a viewpoint on what, you know, what the fans think and um, try and put it across to them. Is it getting yeah. recorded and broadcasted or is it going out? It's just, it's sure. I don't know whether you can record it or not. Um, we haven't had the official invite yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Not sure, but I think the one thing, as Morrow said, the one thing I'd like to see is if you're level, you know, you're not offside. So it doesn't matter if your toes offside or you, your fingertips offside or whatever. But if you're level, you give the benefits of the doubt to the attacker. I think that's got, you know, I think I think most fans would would, um, would agree with that, wouldn't they? I think yeah. that... Well, once you get a, a rule like that, which is consistent, because obviously the offside rule was brought in for goal angers in the 19th century, wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't meant for this, was it? No, no. You know, is is. And the one thing is, you know, you mean like the City goal against Villa, goal angers. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you hear all these pundits and these so-called experts saying, and it got brought in. He's saying it wasn't brought in to the referee games. Well, that's what it's doing. It's re-refereeing again. It's yes. remote control refereeing, isn't it? So, what's the point of having referees? You know, what's yeah. the point? Well, you might as well just yeah. have a, someone with a whistle, you know, you can blow a whistle in the ground and say, stop the game because the referee is the usual, give a penalty, or, you know, it's madness. It's just killing the game. Yeah. Don't you just wish, though, we could be back in the ground on Sunday yeah. and yeah. giving the team a big lift, you know, because I think that's the most frustrating thing about watching it on the television that, you know, the You've got the crowd noises obviously on the telly, but the players are playing in a in a training ground situation, aren't they? And you can see it's killing them, you know, it really is, you know. I said before. Yeah, I think so. I think um, the, other, the other thing that it does in a sort of inverse way is when we can't get into the ground, the people on social media take over. Yeah. You know, Nico Williams had a lot of stick, apparently. I didn't see, see it myself. I don't look at it that much early in the season. And um, was, was Reese getting, Williams getting some stick as well? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. And I thought, if we were in the ground and those two were playing on Sunday and against Man City, they'd have nothing but genuine Then they could yeah. ignore all them divvies then on social media. Yeah. But now, yeah, yeah. they're the only outlet all those divvies apart from our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course. If we could get blood, on the ground, we could we could balance it up. All the blood led listeners and poetry emotion. 
So apart from all the blood lead, well, lead the rules ever done for us. Everyone else is a divvy. <laughs> you know, for for me, right? Listen, it's not blind loyalty. You know, by always sticking up for your team. You know, you know, even though they have played bad. Listen, you know, we go to the pub. We, you know, when we, when we could after a match, we and we, we had a bad game, and you know, we slaughter. You know, whoever. You know, he should have done that. But that's you know that you leave it to the to the pub. Now it's you leave it to social media. Yeah. Now it's not blind loyalty when you know you constantly stick off your team, you know, because we all have a moan, don't get me wrong. But just remember what the team and this manager's given us yeah. these last couple of years, yeah. you know, and it's it's the same it's the same squad, but a depleted squad because of the injuries. Yeah. And it, it's we can go on about the excuses, you know. We say, you know, City had like a few injuries last year, but we always say City had one for one in every position. We haven't we're on we haven't got that. You know, and so when when all your most of your best players are out, it is going to affect our team. Just keep the faith; we'll, yeah. we'll be back. Keep the faith. I think that's that's the perfect way to end, really. The uh, podcast, Keith, have you had something? Yeah, to... I just think that I think next season, given the fair, fair crack of the whip, and everyone getting fit again, we'll be back again. You know, yeah, yeah. we're not, not, not working on the faith. I think we'd be okay. It's just got to, as Mono said, keep the faith, and yeah. let's get, you know, hopefully we're all back in the ground sometime soon and get behind the team again. Yeah, John. Yeah, and to, just just to emphasise what Mono said, you know, two seasons ago, we were the best team ever not to win the league. No one will ever gain the, well, the number of points that we gained that season and not win it. You know, then last year we, we won it. And this year, we are where we are by and large because we've been so unlucky and just decimated with injuries yeah. to key players. Um, add, to, add to that the fact that we haven't got it the crowd to leave for some of yeah. these games alone, especially and um you know if it, if the wind was blowing a different way we'd be winning the league for the third year running now instead of just just having one 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 um Premier League to our name. Yeah. Well you, you see how so many people are worried that the uh, City fans, United fans and Everton fans are all tweeting Klopp out after mm. the Brighton game. That's how worried they are because you know we, we all know what a brilliant manager he is, and we all know yeah. that this is a, t- a temporary thing, and you know we will be back. Hopefully, we will be back on Sunday, and we take City apart, and then uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be back with another podcast. Thanks to everyone from uh, all over for listening to us, and uh, you're the uh, the vanguard of the Liverpool fans rather than the divvies we were talking about. <laughs> Thank you very much, and goodbye. You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.